like I watched uh, what what's the stupid show on HBO? Uh, the one with the dragons. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I watched Game of Thrones. I gained nothing from it. Stupid show. Listen, you bashed Michael Jackson last time, and now you're trying to say Game of Thrones <laughs> is a stupid show. <laughs> Cool. We're up. Episode three. Numero three. <laughs> See, I, I speak Spanish. I'm very cultured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know about you, but like I've had a whole lot of fun recording them. But the editing has been way more fun than I ever thought it would be. Really? I think I would hate editing. Well, it's like I'm like super into like learning programs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I don't know, like editing the episodes and even like cutting down the shorts and um, uh, cutting up the the small posts and pulling out the audio, like all that stuff's been super fun. I have a hard time listening to myself. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, that's not not my favorite. Like I can listen to other people all day. Yeah. I And even like hearing myself talk now, I don't mind it. But if I just listen to it without me speaking, I sound like an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't. I feel like I sound a lot more country and like like southern when I listen to it back than I feel like I sound in real life. Yeah, I feel like if if I listen back to me, it's like listening to somebody from Kentucky talk. Yeah, I know it's weird. I guess. And I don't I feel like I like I don't feel like I'm speaking that that southern. I don't either, but I don't know. I guess that's just we hear ourselves differently. So you had, let's see. Okay, so we are recording. We, we don't do these live, so we're recording this uh, a few days before New Year's. Mm-hmm. We'll post it on Monday, which will be, was that, the 2nd? Uh, so yeah. the day after New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do New Year's resolutions? Mm, not really, not like in a serious way, but I do have one gym-related one. Please. <laughs> So I'm going to try to start doing things at the gym that I don't normally do. Like, you know, there's things at the gym that I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like box jumps. Or box jumps or like uh, like handstand um, wall walks. Um, wall walks are, are definitely a weird one. Uh, jumping over the bar for burpees. I usually just step because I don't feel like jumping. Just like little things that I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to try to do, especially if I can do it, like jumping over the bar. Just getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. So just, it's not, I don't know if it's not really a New Year's resolution. It's just I've got to do more than I do. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the, the main reason, like, people start working out is to change their routine. So now you've been working out for two, two, two and a half two, years, yeah, something two like that. Years, yeah. So now it's, you've gotten used to doing the daily stuff. Now you got to break it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's legit. Yeah. I'm like... I go like hard in the paint on New Year's resolutions for about two weeks. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and so far for like the last three years running, it has been organize my life. Like literally? Like, yeah. So every year, like I start out super, super detailed with like, I'll get a new organizer Mm-hmm. Like I've never been one to like do an like an actual organizer you mean, like, and write a planner? things. Yeah. Okay. okay right. Planner. Yeah. So, like, I've I've tried just about all of them. Uh, this year, twenty two, um, I got into the. Have you seen the full focus planners? No, I've been. I use a planner every day, but I, I have so my own system. Full focus is like based on like quarterly. Like it's a it's a inch and a half thick planner for a quarter. Okay. And it breaks up. You know, week, month goals, um, professional growth goals, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And I did really good at it for about a month. <laughs> Where you, I don't know, I don't know how that works. So I have to use a planner because of work. Like yeah. every day I have to plan out like who I'm going to see and I have to do like my times. So, but I do it, like, the Sunday before my week starts. I go ahead and do, like, the loose plan, like, and then every morning before I start my day, I do the day, the more detailed day plan. Yeah. So, 
I, I don't know how your what your system is. But. So the way it's been working is like, well, with the full focus planner, like that's that's the one that I did. I've done the longest. Yeah. Like I'm I'm definitely not doing it right now, but I've already like set myself up. Next week I'm starting fresh again, but it was you you basically you <coughs> you break out you know twenty thirty minutes in the morning just to knock out like your what what are your big three for the day like get three things that you can win for the day it's all about winning the day right so don't put some grand like you know make 30 new sales mm -hmm. it's something you know that you know you can accomplish that day and then you put some some reach goals right so i i have a hard time with the to me the reach goals are easy i like looking the the far out stuff but yeah for me it's the what am i doing in the next two hours that's mm -hmm. because what, with what with what i do for work it's so hectic that it's literally like being inside of a tornado mm -hmm. all the time because it's you know this job over here get calls in and this job over here calls in uh they need all this material out in the next two days and it's very hectic and it's hard for me to I'll sit down in the morning and it almost feels like a defeat so I'll sit down in the morning and I'll put down my big three well I'll get one of those and come 10 o'clock or 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning the rest of my day is blown up mm -hmm. everything's gone yeah and I'm, there's no way I'm going to hit the other two so I always feel defeated um so that, that's one reason I kind of quit doing it but I'm I'm optimistic about 23 my my job Roles changing a little bit. I'm I'm getting to a little bit more of a overseer position where I can try to look forward a little bit. But the organization, like I, I've seen, like I know you carry your little day planner, right? Mm -hmm. For me, my day planner is I get a list in the morning. Uh, all of my if it's not in my Outlook calendar on the computer, like it's not happening. Like I tell Angie, <laughs> if she wants me to do something with the kids, she better send me a calendar invite. Well. So my planner is pretty much all work. And then my my calendar on my phone is personal. Yep. And then I have we have I have just like normal routines. I mean, cuz you know, we have three kids and my three kids are in all kinds of crap and none of them drive yet. Oh, so yeah, you, it's just insane. Your your guys are hectic. So we have a routine between <clears throat> me and Patrick where we kind of know um and we always touch base. It's it's so weird. It's like it's like another, like, working partnership because every night before bed, we literally, like, <laughs> plan out who's doing plan what the out next day. The next day, we're like, if there's something unusual, if it's like a normal, like, like Thursdays, for today's Thursday. So, Garrett, our youngest son, has piano on Thursdays. So, last night, when we were going to bed, I was like, are you going to be home at five for Garrett's piano? Kids aren't in school, so everything's kind of wacky this week. And he's like, actually, piano teacher's coming at one because there's no school but like i didn't even know that because normally he's the one who handles piano so like yeah <clears throat> that change would come through him and not me so like i don't know it it's very it's very complicated but it's actually very simple like because we both know where we are but it, be without organization i lose my mind and that's in everything like my car has to be organized my clothes have to be organized my house has to be organized my refrigerator, which is not organized right now, is driving me crazy because we're in the middle of switching. <laughs> yeah. To whatever, you know, that whole refrigerator situation. So everything for me has to be organized or I lose it. I, I've been working a lot on my uh, OCDness of like trying to just let things go that are out of my control. And that's that's been one of those hard things for me is. Yeah, and I think some people try. And when I say or like when I say my stuff is organized, I mean it's like loosely organized. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like those TikTok videos where they have like a little. Like, oh, oh yeah, no. We're in my office organized. right now, and you can look over here. Like I've got a jumble of wires under my desk, right. but they're under my desk and they're out of my sight. Right. So I'm good with it. And I think, but I think a lot of people give up on organization because it's like not. It, it's like no, it, it just needs to be controlled. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. There just needs to be controlled so that... Yeah, I don't need all the red pins together right. and the blue pins together. <laughs> right. I just need all the pins in a jar. Right. Yeah, because I, I have a friend who's a very messy person, just yeah. a very naturally messy person, 
And I think her issue is that she tries so hard. Like, she'll do that New Year's. She's like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, this. And she sets everything so perfect. And then, like, one thing falls out of place. And she's like, oh, forget it. And then it's yeah, everything. It's like, oh, my gosh. You just, just put that one thing back. It's not really. So, yeah, it's, it's more just a balance, I think. <clears throat> Speaking of balance. <laughs> so. The other the other night, so I think last time we talked about my hatred of actually reading books. Yes. So uh, the other night I was like, okay, as part of my New Year's resolution, I'm going to read, and I, I set out a goal I, I want to do. So I, have you seen like the 75 hard stuff, the Andy Frisella, uh, like two workouts a day, you have to read 20 pages out of a book, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing all that, but I wanted to like take pieces of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I was like okay if I can make myself read twenty pages out of a nonfiction book every day, why does that have to be nonfiction? Uh, it's all about self improvement. So that that's part of that seventy five hard program is is more about self improvement stuff more than I don't I don't do fiction well anyway. You can find you can learn self improvement through fiction though. Uh, like I watched uh, what what's the stupid show on HBO? Uh, the one with the dragons. Game of Thrones? Yeah, I watched Game of Thrones. I gained nothing from it. stupid show. Listen, you bashed Michael Jackson last time, and now you're trying to say Game of Thrones is a stupid show. (laughs) Okay, everybody that watched the finale of Game of Thrones knows that it was a stupid show. Okay, the last... They could have taken it for four more seasons and explained everything, but instead they just went, boop, we're done. The first 98% was amazing. (laughs) The last 2% sucked, but you can't say the show sucked when only just a little tiny fraction sucked. And the new one's really good. The House of Dragon? I've started watching it. I haven't, I haven't made it very It's far. really good. But So I, I started reading, and I, I was reading uh, about Stoicism, all that kind of stuff, like Greek philosophers, because mm-hmm. um, I've always been interested in that kind of thing. But So the whole time I'm reading, like I've got this inner monologue going in my head that's my eyes are reading, and I'm comprehending the things on the page, but in my head, I'm going, oh, I can apply this there, and I can apply this there, and I'm talking to myself in my head. So it dawns on me, like, can I listen to music while I read? Maybe that'll shut me up. So I text Mary, and I go, hey, can I listen to music while I read? <laughs> she goes, no, you're supposed to, like, just read and, like, enjoy the story. So what's funny is I'm reading on my iPad, and I've got – the pages on the left and the text message thread on the right. So I send her a screenshot. I'm like, this is like the epitome of my life is I can't do one thing. I'm literally texting and reading at the I, exact I same think time. If you're going to try reading, you need to do nonfiction. I mean, you need to do fiction. You need to do something that, that envelops your mind. Like, you know, so you say that, but I, I honestly, after like we stopped texting the other night, mm-hmm. I was able to like, almost like transport myself back to like, Greek times and like think like how these guys are thinking. Like I know that sounds a little weird because it is like nonfiction. It's stories about their life, um, but it it does kind of get you there, I guess. Yeah. Like it it wasn't all you know magic and unicorns, but yeah. I, I actually got in. I ended up reading a hundred pages that night. Well, that's good. I mean, it maybe it'll work for you. I just find it really boring. I don't like. I don't really like nonfiction because. Well, see, I'm also like you watch murder mystery shows, and I watch History Channel. I watch History Channel too. I love history. <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess murder mystery shows is history now, right? Yeah, true. More current history, but like I mean, like I, I was, you know, I was big into like Latin in school, and like we did all the like Iliad, Odyssey, like all of those. Like I hate those. But they're so interesting. Like once you get into them, or like. Um, like Dante's Inferno, that's great. I've never read it. It's so like you can just literally be there, like going through the levels of hell. Like I like that kind of stuff. I don't want some dude telling me, "Oh, close your eyes and imagine a cleaner lifestyle." I don't, I don't, I don't need all that. I like the. I mean, it wasn't like close your eyes and imagine a cleaner well, you know lifestyle. What I, like, I, don't, I don't, and that's what I have a problem with. Current, like I don't, I, I don't read a lot of like current stuff because I'm I don't know if it's arrogance or what but I'm just like who is this person who are you to tell me anything about anything so I have a hard time like so that's that's one reason I like nonfiction because I, I won't so a lot of the self-help stuff I don't read like 
so I I read or well, audiobook. I did. Uh, have you ever listened to David Goggins or read David Goggins stuff? Super cool story. So dude was like three hundred plus pounds in the Navy and like basically signed up for a hundred mile race and ran it till he broke both his feet. Dude, it was insane. But now the dude's like a hundred and fifty pounds. He runs. 30, 40 miles a day, like, oh. dude's a machine. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it was all, like, him, his mindset changed, him going through Navy SEAL training. That was one that, like, I, I got into that. Yeah. And I, I listened to that when I was training for my Ultra. Yeah, and, like, there are to- there are certain, like, I, I don't mind, like, true stories or, like, yeah. inspirational stories, but when it's just... Oh, I can't listen to somebody like preachy, like, yeah, telling me how to live like, my life because I'm like, what are you doing behind closed yeah. doors? And that's what, and, and I like... For me, I like to read as an escape. So I like it to be, like, I love Harry Potter. Like, I love the, not my daily life, not the daily stuff that I see, you know. I, I like we'll the, save the Harry Potter debate for later. If you bash Harry Potter and Game <laughs> of Thrones on the same episode, we will have no listeners ever. <clears throat> you cannot do that. But we don't have to talk about Harry Potter Speaking right of the, the poll last time, I think it's two to one, Michael Jackson sucks. Well, I also heard that you were getting your stupid son's <laughs> friends to get on there and say that my and I. If let me just say this: anyone that comments that's under the age of eighteen, invalid. Uh, we did not set those rules. Well, I didn't think I had to set those rules, but I don't care about anyone's comment under the age of eighteen. <laughs> because they don't even know anything about Michael Jackson, so no. Well, they shouldn't. All right, Anyways. so so you you I asked you if you had any topics that you wanted to do for the podcast, and you decided that we should play. Go two, ahead. Two truths and a lie, which I don't know how you've never heard of that game, but yeah, it's a way to like get to know people better because I'm learning. There's some things I say, and you get shocked by it, and I'm like, you didn't know that about me. Oh, and so so for context, everybody, we last night we do. Trivia night or, or game night, basically once a week, our families get together and everybody plays. Well, last night we decided to do was it newlywed game. Yeah, it was like yeah, like newlywed game. game. Me and my wife and Mary and Patrick, and basically we found out that our kids know more about each other than yeah. the spouses know about each other. Yeah. And every every answer seemed to be a surprise to everyone yeah. <laughs> because I think we ended up with one point. You guys ended up with like two, two points, yeah. um, but. Our son and her son were teamed up, and I think they won with like four or five points, well, my, which was ridiculous. My two sons are the ones who won. That's right. The, yeah. My middle son and my youngest son, who like hate each other in real life, <laughs> knew everything about each other. So, well, know thine enemy. Yeah. Oh, they. Yeah. I mean, they do spend a lot of time together, so it did make sense. All right. So, what are what are the ground rules for this? Um. So basically, you just say you say three things, and two of them two of them are true, one of them's a lie. You try to the other person tries to figure out which one's the lie. <clears throat> okay. Um, what if I tell three lies? <laughs> that defeats the purpose of the okay. game if you tell three lies. Because I'm trying to learn information and also, uh, like, eliminate things. You know, like, if you – I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it unless you do it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, you go first. Um. Well, it's hard. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, you just put me on the spot. Like, I think I feel like we should have planned this out a little bit. All right, let me see. Um, I play more than three instruments. I have three siblings. And I have been um, recorded for an episode of Cops. Oh, God. <laughs> Why do I feel like the cop one is definitely true? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the three siblings, because you've only got two, right? I have three. You do have three? I have a brother and two sisters. Okay. I almost thought you had two. I don't play more than three instruments. I only play three instruments. <laughs> Holy shit. So the cops <laughs> thing is true. Yeah, but I didn't. We're not skipping over this. I didn't actually make it out of the show, which I was really sad about. And the story is actually kind of lame, but it was terrifying when it happened. I was um, a senior in high school. Do you remember when they used to have country fair at um, um, the outdoor? I forget. I, I want to say it might be like high, 
Hi-Fi Buys now or something. Oh, yeah, the amphitheater? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they used to have country fair. They would have, like, all these country artists out there. I'm sure you were dying to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, and it would, it would be like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday type thing, and you could get three-day ticket, one-day ticket, whatever. So a, a group of us, remember, we're all, we're all seniors in high school. We got a one, like, Friday night ticket or whatever. And we all went, and I was driving my mom's minivan because there were, like, I don't know, like four or five of us that went. And we went to Country Fair, and it was there. What did they used to call it? It used to be High Five Eyes Amphitheater. Yeah. Now I think it's uh, Verizon Amphitheater or something like that. Yeah. But anyways, you know where it is. Mm -hmm. It's in a oh, yeah. pretty rough area. Oh, that's Lakewood Amphitheater Lakewood now. Lakewood yeah, yeah, Amphitheater, yeah. yeah. So it's, I, We just went there to see Wu-Tang Clan okay, a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the venue's great, but the surrounding area, not great. Yeah, it was, it was pretty <clears throat> sketchy. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this is and back, this is back in two thousand four. So we don't have like GPS and all that. Kind oh of yeah, MapQuest. Right. So we're leaving the concert. It's crazy. They're like, you know, blocking us off, making us go certain ways, whatever. I end up in the like worst neighborhood, right outside of Atlanta. A minivan full of girls. We're just stupid. Everyone's like screaming. I'm trying to just figure out where I am. So I see a cop car. Like, pulled off, but no lights are on or anything. So I flash my lights because I'm like, help me, please. I don't know where I am. Oh, my gosh. So this guy gets out. I, I like, pull up kind of close behind him. This guy gets, this cop gets out. And all of a sudden, this guy with a camera and this huge light comes around with the cop. And they're, like, in my face, in the, like, my window's down. And so the cop's standing there. And this guy with, like, this camera and this light. And I was like, um... We just need help, like, and he was like, oh, we're filming cops right now. And he's, like, shining his little light in the back. And I'm like, no, like, legitimately, we're just lost. We just came from a concert. Like, we just need help. So he, they ended up just, he actually guided us. Like, I followed him to the highway. But he was like, we're not going to use, because he was going to, like, get us to sign consents or whatever. He's like, we're not going to use this. This was not. I'm like, yeah, it was really boring. Just a bunch of <laughs> stupid high school girls in a van lost. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So two truths and a lie. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I've been on ESPN. Um, I. Let's see. As as an athlete, by the way, um, I. Man, why is this so hard? Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that would either be easy or hard. Uh, let's see. I only have seven toes, real ones. Um, and I love applesauce. I think the lie is the toes. Because I feel like I've seen your feet before, and I wouldn't have noticed, I think, if you're missing a toe. Actually, you do always wear socks. I still think it's the toes, the lie. Yes, toes. <laughs> <laughs> so you love applesauce? I didn't yeah, know applesauce that. is amazing. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Who doesn't so. love applesauce? So I learned something about you. What was the other one? Oh, ESPN. the athlete one, yeah. Was it for some race or something? Yeah, I was at Spartan Race World Championship oh, in nice. Asheville. Nice. Right. It was like, like Angie kept it saved on our DVR. It was literally like a flash of me on the screen, <laughs> and you could barely tell it was me. But I was like, "Oh shit, that's me I on ESPN. That's awesome." It was back when they used to like when Spartan Race first got big. They they were doing their world championship, and we ended up like getting hooked up with their camera guy uh, while we were running Asheville. Uh, that was a terrible race. God, it was it was so hot and long and and terrible and. Uh, somehow we got hooked up with the camera guy and like we all we kept ended up crossing paths and stuff and he just kept recording us that's cool though <clears throat> you going again let me think do I have any more um <laughs> or do you want to do like one set per episode we'll be more prepared next time I think I think so too yeah let's just do one set per episode okay because <laughs> I have a feeling like I'm going to get beat up for dead air by my son because that's what he mentioned on the first one. 
He's like, it would have been great. watches it. My kids don't watch it, I don't think. I don't know that maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I have a topic if you want a topic. Uh, I don't know if we can talk about it, though. Oh, okay. I don't know. Why, why wouldn't we be able to talk about it? I don't know. I don't know what our... Go ahead and say it. I'll cut it out if we can't talk about it. Uh, like male birth control. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Can we talk about it? But you, are you afraid to say penis on the no, internet? No, I'm not. I just don't know if it's like is it, is it controversial? I don't know. Is it controversial? I don't think so. Are we talking like the ball cream stuff? I'm talking about anything, anything that would make my boys temporarily sterile would be fantastic. Oh, you're a proponent of this? Oh, absolutely. Whoa. <laughs> Absolutely. Like temporary sterilization? Like, yes. how do you know it's not, it, or how do you know it's reversible? We might be getting into a bad area, but we're, we're going we're gonna to well, see where it goes. I'll, okay, so female birth control, temporary sterilization. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not a huge proponent for female birth control. I think anytime that you're messing with hormones, it's dangerous. So, well, the whole thing is, the, the thing that doesn't make any sense to me, and I know other people have said it, but so a woman mm. can get pregnant one time <clears throat> in a year. She can produce one child in, in a 12-month period, basically. I mean. Because y'all are slower at everything. Okay. If, if men were giving birth, we would at least three times well, a year. How many children can a man produce in the span of a year? Oh, thousands. Right. Well, it depends on the guy. but Right. So Industrious guys could, could knock out a thousand or so. So in, in the world yeah. of. Humans, we've decided the one that can only have one every year is definitely the one we need to make sure doesn't have that one every year. Not the one that can have gazillions. <clears throat> All right. See, so okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm let's keep going. And I know why. I know why it's always been women. Like, I get it. I know the history of the world, and I understand that. But can we, can we evolve? Can we? <laughs> well, so. So I think we need to devolve. Um, I mean, so that sounds that sounds weird, but you're going to get me on like an Andrew Tate soapbox here. I don't know who that is. Where do you not get on the internet at all? No, I don't watch any news. Okay. I don't know anything about anything. Anyway, so what I think the problem is is promiscuity between people nowadays. Like I, I think there's, I think it needs to be tempered back. So here we go, getting serious on the podcast again. We go, we go from talking about my seven toes. So I I really think it's an it's a real issue where kids are devaluing sex so much that they're always looking for the the quick easy way out, like the plan B, or like do we know any long term side effects of some girl going out and taking twelve plan B pills? Not only do they not know, they don't care. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, and even even the the male contraception, like there there are creams and stuff out there that are supposed to temporarily sterilize men. Yeah. Uh, but even that, like, we don't know the long term effects. Like any any, we are not doctors. Well, you're a nurse, so but not a doctor. <laughs> so do not take any of this <laughs> as medical advice ever, please. Yeah. But I I really think that, and and thankfully I I feel like. My kids are not like just out there trying to get it twenty four seven. I don't know if your boys are. Now we all know Grayson hasn't even kissed his girlfriend. It's been <laughs> yeah. six months, so no, they're oh, God, not. You're out gonna there. put that out there, Mary? <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Bl- I'm, Grayson, I'm sorry. I will blur that out. I'll 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 bleep it. I'm <laughs> not I'm not letting you not, do that to that poor boy. He's not gonna be that guy. Like, I don't it, think any of my boys are gonna. Well, be so that and guy. and honestly, it. It gives me a lot of hope for the next generation that they are becoming more conservative with their with that kind of thing. Like I think anyway. Like I think they're but, almost ignoring all the Instagram and the Snapchat and all that stuff and, and being better about it. But when it comes to birth control, I mean the majority of girls, teenage girls that get put on birth control are not put on birth control to prevent pregnancy. Correct. Hormones. They're put on birth control because they have quote unquote bad periods. Yes. Which I've had terrible <clears throat> periods my whole life. I'm not saying it doesn't. Oh, make my daughter's sense. on birth control for that reason. Right. The problem is, why is that our go-to? Oh, I agree. And if you want to say, if you want to do it from the 
unwanted pregnancy point of view, then you need to look at the boys, period. That's not an argument. If, you, if you're worried about unwanted pregnancies or you're worried, look at the ones that can have 100 babies a minute. Yeah. Don't look at us because we're not the ones. I don't know about a minute. Like, I need a sandwich in between. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just stupid. That argument doesn't make sense. But if you're looking at it from, like, oh, they have bad periods. Okay, what's going on? Like, what, why are all of our hormones so jacked up? We know why. It's because of what we freaking eat. Yeah, it's the food. Right. We know that. But we something needs to give because what, what I'm seeing in my, so I had kids young. I had kids, one, I never went on birth control. Okay. Because my, and my, for my parents, my parents were very conservative. My mom thought if she put me on birth control, I was going to go have sex with everybody yeah. I could. Well, that's our generation was... The minute you get birth, if you ask your parents for birth control, it's because you want to have sex. Exactly. So that was not an option for me, even though I had really bad periods. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really care because those periods were all that I knew. So I didn't know that there was a better option. I didn't know. And so I was never on birth control. Had all of my kids, like, no problem. The second I wanted a baby, I was pregnant. Like, you know, no problem. But a lot of people my age that waited later to have kids that have been on birth control since they were, like, you know, 14, 15, and now they're like 26 coming off of birth control. If they didn't get pregnant within like that first one to two months straight coming off, they had trouble getting pregnant. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, because your body has been altered for a decade. So it's like men going on, uh, you know, guys, bodybuilders and stuff going on a TRT cycle, right? If, If you go on test it's going to stop your natural production and there's no starting it back up. Like it's a, unless you're taking uh, like strong cycles to come off of that, like there's post cycles too, mm-hmm. that'll start your system back up. Like it, it shuts off. Like there's no coming back from it. So and like, that's, that's kind of what I mean. I feel like the, with, for females, I feel like we're already our, our ability to have children <clears throat> is already so much more complicated than men. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we only have a certain number of eggs. We're never going to get more than whatever we are yeah. born with. Lame. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't regenerate those eggs. Those eggs expire. They age. Whereas you guys regenerate your eggs shit expire? constantly. Eggs expire? Like, what's... Yeah, I mean, as... we flip y'all upside down to look for the date? <laughs> <laughs> that's why they don't like women having babies in older age, because the egg is yeah. deteriorating. You guys regenerate new stuff all the time. So it doesn't make any sense to me... That we are continuing. I mean, my God, it's been like 200 years and we're still looking at women to for everything, for all, almost all birth control. Yes, there well, are condoms. Condoms are irrelevant. Well, I think it's sad. because society has let men go so far to where we, we say men are uncontrollable, uh, that they're just going to go out and do it anyway, that we need the, the women to take control of it. And Even more reason... To well, I, th- I think that was kind of a, a, I think that was almost a product of, I don't want to say classical feminism, but the whole women's liberation movement of we're we're going to be sexually liberated and and take control of our whatever. Like I think that's when that whole birth control explosion really started. And it did because, and and that's what I mean. I know the history of it, and I understand that it was originally meant to help women yeah. not be stuck with you know unwanted pregnancies and have to go through all that. But I mean, look where we are now and look like our birth control is basically the same. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have IUDs, which are horrible. Cause I've had one, oh, a nightmare. Angie almost died. Yeah. They're horrible. And I mean, even now, like I'm, I'm 35. I'm about to be 36 years old. I have three children. My youngest child is eight years old and I have been begging for a freaking <clears throat> hysterectomy. No one will do it. Why? Yeah, I mean, that's thankfully, well, I say thankfully, like, you know, Angie had some issues come up and uh, it it happened not long after uh, we had Paul, our son, um, where we were able to convince him just go ahead and and do the hysterectomy because we had two perfectly healthy kids. Yeah. Ten fingers, ten toes each. Yeah. I have to say each because they don't each walk around (laughs) with five fingers. But... Yeah, I mean they were perfectly healthy. Like we're we're okay. We're good. Like yeah. two is all we need. Like I look at you with three and think you're insane. Like <laughs> sometimes two is too many. <laughs> but it drives me crazy because it's like I feel like because the focus has always been on women. Yeah. And 
and again, I'm not like a raging feminist or anything like that, but the majority of decisions and research and advancement and development, especially in the medical field, is male-driven. So they're not ever going to really look at like, oh, what could we do? It's like, no, you just keep putting it on us. And I mean, most many of us, by the time we're in our mid-30s, we're having gynecological problems. And whether it's because our hormones have been jacked up since we were 13, which they have, they've been jacked up our whole lives <clears throat> because of how we eat. But also, well, and that's so I, I think like your generation, our generation mm-hmm. was like the I say yours because you're a girl, but uh, was like the last one that had any semblance of real food like coming into the 80s. Like the 90s, like fast food went yeah. crazy. Like but, we, we went from being an ingredient house to. A package house. But, like, right? I was in an ingredient house. We, My parents, we didn't do... <laughs> you had to have been... <laughs> quick aside, like, last night, we get, we were having chili, and she goes, sorry, we're out of sour cream. And I was like, why don't you just make some? I didn't know you could actually make sour cream at home. She looks it up on the internet and goes, I think I have all these ingredients. I'll just make some sour cream. I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I want to do it next time. I didn't have the... I only had the... What is it? I had... You had white wine vinegar white instead wine of white vinegar. vinegar. And I was like, is it the same? Y'all, and y'all screamed at me. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the same. It may have worked. You don't know. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I grew up in a house like that. We, we, we There were four of us, so yeah. we very rarely went out to eat. We didn't have a lot of fast food. Um, and, you know, but, I mean, I, I had school lunches, which that was uh, pre-Michelle Obama, so nobody cared about anything yeah, no. and the lunches. So who knows what <clears> I was eating and yeah. all those things. But, Which I'll tell you, like, I jumped around schools a lot, so I got to see like the rich schools and the poor schools. Yeah, there's a there was a vast disparity between what you got at one school versus the other. Uh, well, you know where I went to school. Like, so. it was it was crazy. Like when when we lived in Tennessee, um, the school that we went to up there had you know real high funding from all the sports teams and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they had you know sponsored lunches and everything. Like it was. The, the cafeteria food was amazing. Came back down here, and you know the slop we got at Newton. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, and, and it's not to it's not that to bash the schools. I mean, I, I I loved my schools. I had a great education, whatever. But who, I don't know what I was eating. I mean, half yeah, the time you that, can't even tell what it was. That I mean, square pizza was amazing, though. Square wasn't pizza, it? and they always had the corn. Dude, I mean that was our meal. Our meal was a piece of pizza, corn, a piece of Texas toast, and what else did they put in there? Oranges. Yeah, I, th- I think we always got oranges or applesauce or something, some kind of yeah. fruit. And it's like, what is that? Like, who eats that as a as well, a there was always the meal. the pizza line and the burger line. Are you talking about a Newton? Yeah, Newton. Um, so I would I would go to the burger line and get like two burgers and then go around to the pizza line and get a pizza. Well, you were you were gone from Newton before it got real wild. Oh like, yeah, with the overcrowding. Yeah. So my eleventh and twelfth grade year at Newton, you couldn't get food in your lunch period. It wasn't long enough. The lines for the food were so long that you couldn't eat your meal. You couldn't even get food. Really? No. Well, I so even when I was there, I kind of skipped a lot around lunch. Well, we would we would tend to hang out through all the lunch periods. What would happen is if you were standing in line when the bell rang for your lunch mm-hmm. to be over, they gave you a voucher saying that you could be late to class because you didn't get lunch. That's insane. So, but the thing is, you're still sta- you're not even you don't even have your food yet. Yeah. Like you're still standing there. So, I gave up on eating lunch 11th to 12th grade because it just it was insane that's but, crazy yeah that was nuts but yeah back to the birth control thing i just i'm sick of it i'm sick of it always being on women i think that it's time to shift the focus why don't we harass you guys for everything for a little while that's how i feel i got to call <laughs> i mean we can we can definitely shift the focus that way but i think the focus needs to shift towards I hate saying like the old preachy word abstinence, but more of a more of a social responsibility. Absolutely, but I agree. But that's a huge, very oh, yeah, yeah. intricate thing to manipulate. You don't think manipulating hormones is huge, <laughs> intricate? Yeah, it is. But let's do it to you guys for a little while and come off of us. Like, I mean, I'm okay with it, but because I mean, here's the thing: like, if I had a, if I had a, a we could talk about male genital mutilation too. <laughs> oh well, I have another topic. That I did a paper about for school that was really interesting about um, like chemical and non-chemical castration for sex offenders. 
Oh, I was going more towards like circumcision, but okay. Oh, well, I can talk about <laughs> circumcision if you want to. But um, I, like I think about it, like if I had a daughter, if I had a teenage daughter, and I thought she was going to be kind of like promiscuous, you know, because a lot of girls are really the aggressors at that age. When oh, yeah. Was, and I, I mean, that's just the truth. So I would probably put her on something, get her an implant or something. Because Those implants are. I know. Sketchy. I know. But one, I don't have any options because <clears throat> I don't want her to get pregnant and she's too stupid to make a decision. So, you know, if I felt that she was going to be one of those girls, that's what I would do. Well, if Your I, hypothetical daughter's too yes, stupid. Yes, I don't have any daughters. So. Um, but if I had a son who I thought was going to be promiscuous. Read. I have no options for this child except for to hope that a boy, a 15-year-old idiot boy, yeah. is going to think clearly enough in a moment of about to have sex to use a condom. That's my best hope for... And it's like, that's ridiculous. And that's ridiculous that that's all that I have. It's just a hope. Uh, hand them a condom. Make good decisions with your idiot 15-year-old mind. They and, should print that on every condom just as make good decisions. <laughs> and, and, and it infuriates me. Because people are like, then, you know, parents are like, oh, I would never do this to my, I wouldn't, you know, let my daughter be on birth control. It's like, if, I bet you would if she was complaining about other issues, non-sex related, but other issues, you'd put her on it in a heartbeat. So, I don't know. It, it just drives me crazy. It's like this is what got you fired up today. It gets me fired up every time because what happens is a girl, it can be a promiscuous girl who then is the aggressor to my son. She's forcing, pushing, 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 pushing. He ends up having sex with her, knocking her up. He's the bad guy. He's irresponsible. He shouldn't have done that. This poor little girl got pregnant. And it's like, oh, and my And he has gosh. no say in any decision there forward, going forward. Right. Yeah. And it's like... It's just outrageous. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole men's rights issue, but... Well, the whole thing about, you know, a woman a woman has a right to end a pregnancy. A man doesn't have a right to walk away from that pregnancy. No, absolutely not. A woman can say, yes or no, I want this baby. A man can't say, yes or no, I want this baby. Correct. So... Because even if the woman... Uh, so now we are getting into a bit of a touchy subject, but if... If a woman says, I definitely do not want to have this baby, but that kid's family, that 14-year-old or 15-year-old kid's family goes, you know, he wants to, he doesn't believe in abortion. Right. Uh, his family doesn't, whatever. They have no say-so. No. The The father, the the parents of the father, like knowing that that child would still grow up in a loving home, no say so whatsoever. Yeah. They have a hundred percent of the responsibility yeah. and zero percent of the choice, yeah. or zero percent of the decision, yeah. rights or anything, but all of the responsibility. And having because if you flip that, he's paying for that child for eighteen years, right? Whether he has a job whether or not, wa- whether he wants it or not, whether yeah. he and if he doesn't have a job, they'll lock him up, yeah. where he can't get a job, right? And I know that I'm a woman saying this, but I'm raising three men. They're going to be men. So I'm having to not only teach them everything, everything about, but I'm also don't trust a girl who tells you she's on birth control. She's probably not. And then she's going to get knocked up and then you're going to pay her for the rest of your life. You know, don't all of these crazy things I'm having to teach my, my boys because I don't have any other option. If I could just make them sterile until they want to get married, I would do it. So, you know, I've, I did hear something about this the other day. Like, there's literally like a, a switch. Like, it's it's a cream, some hormone thing that's basically like a switch that will turn it off and turn it back on again. But then again, do they have to have the wherewithal to apply this cream to their balls before they do it? I, I don't I don't know all the details about it, but I don't I don't think it's like a per per time application. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It just it's it's really <clears throat> very frustrating to me because one, I'm I'm fearful of my boys growing up to be men and the way men are treated now I can't imagine what it's going to be like when they're adults that's scary to me but I'm just constantly trying to teach them one how to treat women yeah but two keep them at arm's length because I am a woman and I can tell you 
keep your distance because women are really, really, really good manipulators. And you know, especially I when it comes to men. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, that's why we are. We know how to manipulate men. It just is what it is. So all I can do is try to teach my <clears throat> boys. On the topic of teaching, like kind of a quick transition, but like do you ever look back? Because I, I do this constantly. Like I didn't have the best childhood, right? And I, I remember when I was like, you know, 10 or 11, just like thinking like, man, my, my parents are like just screwing up and, and blah, blah, blah. Like now being the age of what my parents were when I was thinking they were screwing up, like I realized I don't know shit. Yeah. Like we're just out here raw dog in the world yeah. because we don't know shit. Yeah. Like, so now I'm looking back at all these times where I'm, I'm thinking like, man, my parents are just as stupid as I am right now. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I think about that when, so my parents... Um, my parents were, so my mom had her third child at 27 and I had my third child at 27. And I think about growing up, I was that third child that she had at 27. I think about like my eight year old, it's going to like, that's the same relationship. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I'm like, man, like, I, I feel like I'm still like. My mom's child. Like, I don't feel like I'm, like... An adult. Now I'm the mom. Yeah. And I have... And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So that's... I'm the one that has to do this. Basically, Paul... So I think my mom was 20, and my dad, I think, was 21, 22 when they had me, which is close to what... I, I think I was 20 when we had Paul, 19 or 20, something something like that. Um, yeah, because we had Sarah... Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I think I was 20. But anyway, the... So that's kind of the same age gap between Paul and I and me and my dad. I'm thinking back to, like, the shit that I was doing when I was Paul's age. Like, I don't know how I would handle that. Yeah. Because I was a dickhead. Yeah. Like, and me and my dad used to get into, like, fistfights. Like, it was bad. And I I wish Paul would swing on me sometimes. (laughs) No, I was a good kid, and I had a good good childhood and everything. So, but but my parents, I, I never realized how young and naive and stuff my parents were having us. And we thought we would have it all worked out by the time right. we were the age. And I would look at them and be like, oh, my God, get it together. And, like, now <laughs> I'm older than them, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know how to do anything. Or, you know, it just feels so. And we, my siblings and I talk about that all the time. Like, we, we always thought that we were poor growing up mm-hmm. because we didn't ever have as much as our friends had. But looking back, I'm like, how did my parents pay for the stuff yeah. they paid for? There were four of us. Yeah. And, like, my mom's a scrub tech. Like, she, she works in the hospital. She yeah. makes okay money, but it's not great. And then my dad worked in, like, logistics. He managed a warehouse. So it's not like anybody's making tons of money. But they bought us all cars. They, I mean, not great cars, but cars. Yeah. They paid for our insurance. We went on vacations. Like, we all had braces. The, the vacations is what I can't, uh, like, Yeah. that's what trips me out the most is, like, I take two kids on vacation. When I was living with my dad when I was, uh, you know, 14, 15, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was me, I had a stepbrother, and two half-siblings. So there was four of us there. And I look back at, like, man, how did we all fit in that house? Like, yeah. at, like we rode around in an Astro van because there was too many of us. Like, yeah. And going on vacation was, like, like, I know prices are a little bit higher now than they were back then, but holy crap. I know. I, we talked about, I'm like, I don't know how mom and dad did it. And they, all four of us had braces. I don't know how they did that. I'm about to have two in braces, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And me and my husband make a lot more money than my parents yeah. ever made. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know how they did I've asked my mom before, and she's like, I don't know. We just were in debt all the time. And I'm like, I, mean, I guess so. Like. But they, you know, you're, it's just, you just feel like such a jerk when you get old enough to realize it. Yeah. Here I was mad because I didn't have all the crap that my friends had. And my parents are like literally killing themselves yeah. just to give me, you know, what I did have. It's just nuts. I mean, I'm a second generation high school dropout. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, my dad didn't finish. Um, I, actually, I think, no, my mom did graduate. Yeah, she she graduated. But yeah, my dad didn't finish either. Um and I don't think he got his GED until he was like 28, 29 or something mm-hmm. like that. Because, you know, back then he was working maintenance. Uh, yeah. So he didn't 
like they didn't require it. Like it wasn't a thing. Um, but yeah, he got his GED late. But uh, I would say that I think our our intelligence level was a little bit different. Like he was he was very mechanically smart. Mm-hmm. Where I'm I'm mechanically intelligent, but more uh, I don't know sciencey. Yeah. But yeah, like thinking back on those things, it's like it's super weird to like see the the disparity between what we thought we would be at this age yeah. and what we are. It's like I just remember thinking like, man, when I'm your age, I'm going to know everything. Like, yeah. how do you how do you not know this? I know. Well, like even Christmas, you know, Christmas just came and went and I still have one who we're doing Santa and all that for the the little one. And my parents were with us Christmas Eve. They spent the night with us and um we're getting ready to go to bed. Kids were already in bed or whatever. And my mom's like, do you have a lot to do? And I was like, well, luckily we've wrapped everything. So I just have to like write the note, do this, put it this, do, you know, whatever, do all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, like, she did that for so many years. Yeah. So she, I, I'm telling her as if she doesn't know the crap that I have to do. <laughs> yeah. And she's looking at me like, I know I did it for yeah. ever long. Cause my, my, my younger sister's six years younger than me. So she, my parents had to do Santa for like yep. freaking ever because. Well, and man. y'all were all in like band and chorus and all kinds of stuff too, oh, right? All kinds. That's another thing. So my dad worked all the time. Yeah, my, my dad too. worked in downtown Atlanta. So my dad left work at like 5 a.m. and my dad got home from work at like 7.30 p.m. I don't know how my mom in one car drove. We did dance. We did soccer. My brother did t-ball. We did, um, I did Oxford Singing Children. You remember the little, I think they're called um, something different now. What oh, yeah, yeah. They, they sang at the uh, the Christmas thing. Yeah, right Oxford there. Youth Choir. So yeah, it used to be Oxford like Singing Children. Uh, we were in Oxford Singing Children, which did like plays. Um, yeah, we were in band. Everything. And I'm like, and, and you know, another thing. I, I, I was always bitter when I was a kid because I was constantly having to ride with people. Yeah. Like all the time. And it was annoying because then you're like in a weird car and you're like, you know, whatever. Yeah, no wonder. I had a mom trying to run four kids to 400 places. So So she was was constantly throwing us in somebody else's car. That was when, you know, when I started driving, because I was the oldest in that house. When I started driving, it was like, okay, you need to run this. And uh, like even now, like with Sarah, you know, once she started driving, it was like, hey, like, can you run and run to the store real quick and grab this? And we've only got two. Yeah. And. Neither of them really do a whole lot out yeah. like extracurricular oh, stuff. I can't wait till Grayson's drive. I've already told him because so for next year he'll be he'll get his license. Hopefully, if he gets his license, let's all <laughs> say a little prayer for that. But as long as he doesn't have to take a tax uh, test to get well, there, you know he failed his learners the first time. He had to take oh that twice, yeah, yeah. So it's like oh, God. So anyways, because if he so then he can help because Reed's going to try to play football for high school, so he can help shuffle him. Which will take a huge yeah, yeah. load off of us because it's going to be an everyday thing. So, and I've already told him, I'm like, I'll, I'll help you with gas and stuff. Yeah. But like you're going to be driving your brothers. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we do with Sarah. We'll throw a little bit of money in her yeah. account or whatever. Just you know, you run run around and do the things. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Grayson, uh, Grayson has an interview tomorrow. Oh yeah, at Ace. At a uh, Subway. Okay. Yeah. Which the one? Hub. The Hub. Oh yeah, the I'm I'm going to be stopping by there every. Day. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Get a meatball sub. Oh, but I want it with no sauce. I want him to wash all the meatballs <laughs> before he puts them on the sandwich. He'd probably do it. He's <laughs> he's actually pretty like accommodating because he's used to me. I'm very bossy and demanding no. all the time. So he's used to that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's shit, we're just at about an hour. You got Is anything that too serious though? I mean, I I'm good with it. I mean, we get a little bit of serious. We get a little I bit of fun. Like, I don't, I don't hate women. I don't hate men. I don't like. I hate I, everybody. I'm just, I'm just looking at everybody's point of view. I'm sick of women's bodies being manipulated, and I think it's messed up. And I'm <clears> sick <throat> of men being held accountable for children they have no rights to. So I'm. The the men's rights thing has been a, a kind of a newer argument. I think that's starting to get a little bit more traction. Um, just because the the you know, women's rights thing is popping back up. I think that a lot more men's rights groups are actually starting to speak out. And honestly, it's, it's kind of refreshing that a lot of them are women. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of women speaking up for men's rights because, yeah. and it's more, you know, conservative women. Um, and 
I, I don't really consider myself conservative or, or liberal or like I'm yeah. I'm do your thing and just leave me the hell alone. Yeah. But, think, uh, but I I I I'm a firm believer in personal responsibility. Yes. You you have to take responsibility for your actions. Period end of story. Nobody else can change your fate but you, that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think growing up as a woman, I probably had different views. Now that I'm raising sons, shifts it a little bit because yeah. it's like I, I just think about you know their future and it does it changes the perspective a little bit even though if you would ask me before I had sons I would have been very anti-men's rights but did you want girls I I did um but I'm really glad I didn't have any so be perfectly honest did you ever put a pink bow on any of them no the only thing, I mean, I'm trying to think. I did a lot of crazy things with them when they were babies. Like, um, <laughs> they had Grayson had a lot of hair, so I did like, I would like put like a. He little, still got a lot of hair, like that yeah, kid, man. Yeah, and and Garrett had a lot of hair too. Garrett was oh, he was so stinking cute. But no, I never really. You know, Patrick's crazy about that kind of stuff. He like. Yeah, I could see that. Like, uh, Grayson was like two, and he wanted his nails painted, and I painted one of his hands. Like blue, it's not like I painted pink or anything. And Patrick was like, "Oh my god!" It's like I'm not gonna turn him gay because I painted his nails. Like, just get over it. So, but he's he, Patrick settled out a lot with that too. But I was, Patrick strikes me as very classically masculine. Yes. Like he's he's not like overtly masculine, but he's very like classical. You know he is, but then he is obsessed with musicals, and he is very he loves to like. Sing along with musicals. So he has these weird little... <clears throat> yeah, but I think, like, if you go back to, like, classical masculinity, uh, you know, in you know, Shakespearean times, all the actors and actresses were all, like, it was men playing women's That's parts and true. stuff. Like, it, I think that that classical masculinity gets overshadowed a lot by the the overt masculinity. Yeah. The the toxic masculinity. Yeah. He's, he's such a... Cal and I were talking about that today. He's such a... Good. Oh, it balance. almost freaked me out last night when he started talking about musicals and shit. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's such a good balance of, like, a man, though, because, like, he's very outdoorsy. He's very knowledgeable about stuff. He's, like, super industrious, too. Like, yes. he will fix, yeah. almost to a fault, he will try to fix everything before just yes. getting but something when else. when you look at him, he looks like this businessman, like this... Uh, I think there's a, a good quality of that. Yeah. So he's, but he's, he's really good. And yeah, he loves, I mean, he, Beauty and the Beast is one of his favorite movies of all time. And, you know, I hate Beauty and the Beast so much. But the boy also can tie 150 different kind of knots. Like, yeah. he's, he's a really good mix of, of masculinity. He's very secure, which is, I, honestly, you know, I think that's a huge, that's a great trait. And it's one of those things that, I struggled with for a long time was actually being like comfortable doing like non-traditionally masculine things, yeah. like almost to a fault where, you know, if, if somebody asked me to go, you know, do this or, or whatever, uh, you know, no, that's too girly or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've, I've kind of opened up a lot more in my, my thirties yeah. to a lot of that stuff. But like, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's good that men are becoming more well-rounded, um, in general, uh, I think it's necessary. Oh, definitely. And and most, I mean, a lot of guys are really creative and they really like more of an artistic side of things. And it doesn't mean they're gay or if they are, it doesn't matter. But. Oh, have you like dove into like the woodworking and stuff on YouTube? Like these dudes are putting out some amazing stuff. No, but I mean, a lot of men are very creative and very artistic. And- See, I wish I was more creative. Like I, I get into the, like the technical side of things yeah. and the creative stuff eludes me. I can be. I feel like it. <laughs> I'm an Etch-a-Sketch artist. so. You're a sketch artist? An Etch-a-Sketch artist. You didn't know that either? No. How did this not come up on Two Truths and a Lie? I don't know. I guess I thought, I thought, you, I thought you'd seen some of them. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So we need to bring an Etch-a-Sketch next time. I'm going to make you draw something like while we're recording. That's fine. I mean, I do better with like... Are we talking like the square house with the triangle roof? No. I'll show you something. Just like, I can do that. Like, no. I, I can draw a boat. I can do... I do better with, like... Yeah, like, 
like landscape or like I can do animals, uh, flowers, things like that. Yeah, that's yeah. way outside of my etch a sketch capabilities. <laughs> I'll show you some after this is over. So cool. So, bam, number three in the books. Oh yeah, we went. Yeah, yeah. We're we're right at an hour. Let's do it. Okay. Cut it.